Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. Because the Bible said praise will steal the enemy. If people would praise more, the devil would have to lead the planet. <laughs> He'd have to lead the planet if the church would just really live the life of praise. Amen. Every day. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I was going to teach on divine healing this morning. And because uh, God is healing in this place today. If you need it, hallelujah, it's healed. Praise Jesus forever. Amen. I want you to turn with me to 3 John 2. Amen. God wants you healthy. God wants you well. And without health and strength, it'll affect your service. It will affect how long you're on this planet, too. Amen. And it will affect, your, it will affect how and the ability and the quality of service you can give God. Amen. And um, when you talk about divine healing, that means God intervenes with his power and ministers healing. Amen. At his will. And um, we got to talk about different things. One of the things you have to get down in your thinking that it's always God's will to heal you. I ain't saying about nobody else right now. Amen. You got to get in your mind that it's always, and you have to prove it to yourself through the scriptures. The more accurate you are in the word of God, the more... um, revelation you'll have about your own healing and um, many people can't receive healing because they don't even know it's in the Bible and then some people don't believe it's God's will to heal them and then some people believe if it's certain ailments there's no way out of that God can't heal that and when it comes to this subject matter you got to tackle all of those roadblocks yourself in your own private time Because when it comes down to healing, ultimately it comes down between you and God. Ultimately, it it doesn't matter who prays for you. It doesn't matter who lays their hands on you. Ultimately, it comes down to you and God. Amen? That's how this subject works. You have to get in the scriptures enough to see that God, Jesus healed everybody that came to him. Everybody that came to him believed and he healed them all. That's what the scriptures say, he healed them all. It says it just like that. He healed everybody that came to him every time. The only one time he did, and that's when they dishonored him. Dishonor spiritual things, dishonoring the church, dishonoring people in the church, dishonoring the leadership of the church, dishonoring the word of God, dishonoring the assembly will affect people receiving their healing. Because wherever there's dishonor, there is no faith. You have to get disrespect and spiritual things out of your life. You can't live any kind of way you want to live. Say amen to that. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can't live any kind of way you want to live. You have to live in the will of God to walk in divine healing. Amen. And eventually, divine healing can turn into divine health. 
where you just walk in health. Amen. Praise God. But if you need healing in your body, and sometime in this life, you will need healing. Amen. At some point, some place, sometime, somewhere in this life, you're going to need the ministry of healing in your life or somebody close to you. Now, when it comes to children, I'm just putting this out here. You can believe God for your children's health. I'm going to say that again. Children, you know, it's different. When you, when you see children in the body, you, in, in the Bible, the parents' faith comes into play when it's small children. Amen. When the children are attacked, then parents are responsible, and they have the authority to minister healing to their children. Amen. And receive healing for their children. But when it comes to adults, you're going to have to get in the word yourself. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And people say, well, if you keep getting healed, how do you die? You just leave. Just like you leave this room, you just leave your body. Amen. When are you going to leave this room when you decide to get up and walk out? I said, when you decide. I said, when you decide. Amen. Praise God. You decide how long you want to stay here. That's what the Bible says in Psalms 91. With long life will I satisfy you. Amen. So you can stay the longest you satisfy. You get to walk around here. You, man, I ain't satisfied no more. <laughs> I done done everything I want to do. Amen. I've done everything I want to do. Praise God. And I'm just, I'm just ready to go. Then you just leave. You just make a decision to leave your body. It's a choice. Amen. But while you're here, most people want to stay here. Most people want to be healthy. Most people want to be whole. And God has a plan for that. Turn over here, 3 John 2. We've got to look, take a look at this. 3 John 2, and uh, you have to establish it's the will of God for you to be healed. You can write this down. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Do not be unwise but understand what the will of the Lord is so you don't have to pray if it be thy will. Asking the question, you're supposed to know his will. That's what Ephesians 5, 17 says. Do not be unwise, understanding what the will of the Lord is. You have to understand. Understand means you grasp it. Just like I'm holding this water, that means you grasping what God's understanding is concerning healing. Now, I know it's his will to heal me every time. Now, I don't know about other people. What I told you it's come down between you and God. That's why they call it a personal relationship. Amen. God deals with us person by person. Amen. That's why one can get it and another one can't. Because it's person by person. Amen. Salvation is person by person. You don't get saved in a group just because you was on the boat or in the bus. You have to make Jesus Christ your personal Savior. You have to believe that he is the Son of God, and God raised him from the dead, and the Bible said, Thou shalt be saved. And that's person by person. You can't be saved because your brother was saved. No, you got to make a commitment to Jesus yourself. You got to believe that yourself. Well, healing is the same way. Every benefit in the Bible is the same way. Amen. All the promises of God are yes and amen. As we believe them. That's why Jesus said, you got to get your believing working if you want to be in a relationship with me. Amen. These things are written that you might believe you have eternal. Know that you have it. Because believing is knowing. 
Believing is not hoping and wishing. Believing is knowing it. So believing means I know the outcome, amen, while the trial is going on. I already know how this thing's going to turn out. Amen. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having any anxiety. I don't have any worries. I don't have any, I don't have any, 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 any anxiety on the inside of me. I know how this is going to turn out. God is going to do exactly what he said he's going to do it, and he's going to do it every time. Why? Because I know him. There's some people you know well enough, you know what they're going to do. Come on, now say amen to that. You've been around them enough, you know exactly what they're going to do in a certain situation. So if you've been around God enough, amen, and you, you follow Jesus through the scriptures, amen, you knew he went into every town in every village, and he healed everybody up in there that believed him, amen. There's not one person he left, if you've been in the scriptures. He said, come and learn about me. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Come and take my yoke upon you and learn about me. If you know him, you know what he's going to do. When somebody say, if it, we, don't know, we never know what the Lord is going to do, because you're never with him. Because you're never around him. Whoever you are around, you know what they're going to do. You've watched the way they act under certain situations, what they do in certain environments. Jesus said, by the fruits, by their fruits, you shall know them. Come on now. Amen. Praise God. If we, if we get in your group and you start pointing out the people you know, you can tell us everything they do. This is what they're getting to say right now. Watch, he's getting to do this right now. That's because you're familiar with him. God wants you to know him. He wants you to know who he is. God don't want you guessing of what he's going to do. He wants you to know what he's going to do in every situation. Amen. So don't be a stranger to him. How do you keep from being a stranger to God? You give yourself over to the word. A wordless life means you don't know him. No, you don't. If you're not around a person, if you don't listen to their words, you know the Bible says you can be quiet and people will think you're intelligent. <laughs> but if you start talking, now I know you. <laughs> Amen. Well, God gave you his word. Amen. He's been talking in 66 books. Amen. For thousands of years because he wants you to know him. Paul said that, that I may know him. Paul, Caleb talked about it, and the power of the resurrection. Amen. You ought to know this morning, if God's going to hear you this morning, and he is, he's going to use the same power. Amen. Praise God. Come on now. I don't care what you got in your body. I don't care. I don't care what kind of ailment you got in your body. I don't care what's going on in your body. He's going to use the same power. This morning, I'm talking about this morning. I said this morning, he's going to use the same power that raised Jesus from the dead to quicken your body so that you can keep serving God. Your bones strong, your organs strong, the cell in your body strong, your tissues are being renewed. The same power, that's what he's going to use this morning. How you, gonna, how you know that, Pat? Because that's what he said. <laughs> and he's not a liar. Because a liar would tell you one thing and do something else. God said, I'm not a man that I should lie. 
If I told you Jesus took your infirmities, bore them in his own body, and with his stripes, you already healed, then that's the way it is. And I'm going to use the same power that raised him up to quicken your body. That's what it said in the word. Praise God. The gospel is good news. Preaching, when you really study the word preaching, preaching is publishing what's available. Preaching is publishing what's already available. Amen. What God is offering because he loves men. He loves mankind. Amen. Bible said God so loved the world. Why does God here? Because he loves. And he has the power to do it. People can love you, but may not be able to help you because they don't have the resources that are necessary and the ability that's necessary to put you over, even though they love you and they want to. Amen. Praise God. But God is not limited. Amen. He's the omnipotent God, all wise, all powerful, all knowing, and everything belongs to him. So if he want to help you, come on now. You consider yourself helped. The Bible says you're going to get up every day and say, the Lord is my helper. I am not afraid what people are going to try to do to me today. Amen. 3 John 2, look what it says right here. He calls us beloved. I wish or I desire above all things. How much? Amen. Your Bible is God talking to you. It's called the word of God. That's what it is. That's why it's so important in your life. It's God talking to you. It's the inspired word of God. The Bible said all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's for reproof, correction, and doctrine. For instruction. Amen. God is trying to instruct us this morning. He said, I wish above all things. Amen. That thou mayest prosper. That I want you to be successful in life. I don't want nothing you do to fail if you're doing what I want you to do. I'm not talking about out of the will of God. I'm talking about in his will. God never gives you something to do out of his will. Amen. He said, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. I want you to be successful. Amen. The blessing means empowered to succeed whatever you put your hands to. If your hands on the family, your family is going to succeed if the blessing's on. If you're raising children, your children are going to be successful. Amen. Because God said, I wish above all things, my highest desire is that you succeed in everything. If you got a business, He wants it to excel. If you got a career, He wants you going from promotion to promotion. He don't want you being stagnant. He wants you going from glory to glory and from faith to faith. He wants your life to be a sign and a wonder that his hand is on your life. He wants you to be a witness and a testimony that the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Amen. He wants you to get up and say like David, may his goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. I don't have a day that I get up that his glory and his goodness is not working in my life so that you are a person of praise. You are a person of thanksgiving. You are a person that is a shining light. Amen. You're the salt of the earth. You're the best God's got in this planet so that other people can look at your life and see that God is good. And they know you don't deserve it because you ain't lived a perfect life. But because of his mercy and because of his goodness, hallelujah, he brought you up 
And you got a testimony for somebody that want to hear it. Yeah, yeah, you might as well give him glory. Hallelujah. Because some of you already, he already know where he brought you from. You're looking better than you ever looked before. I mean, some of you tangibly, you look better. I can see it in you. It's a glow on you. Oh, glory to God. You're prospering. He said, my hand's desire is that you prosper and be. That means I want it existing. We ain't trying to get there. I want it happening right now. Come on now. It don't take but a moment for God to change your life. I want you to be healed and be made whole. Be blessed. Amen. It don't take that long. I mean, I want you, I want to, I don't, God ain't got no waiting program. If you're waiting, it's because you want it. You, you're the one kicking your can down the road. Talking about it'll be better than the buy and buy. You're the one kicking your can down the road. That ain't what the word said. Be there. It means to exist. It means to call into existence. I want you not trying to get healthy. I want you to be there. Be in health. I don't care if you're 20. Be in health. I don't care if you're 30. You didn't put no age limit on it. Be in it. <laughs> yes, that's what he said. I don't care if you're in your 50s. Be in it. No, people associate health with youth. No, he said young men's heart will fail them. The days will come that young men's heart will fail them. People in their thirties passing out. People in their forties and twenties passing out. But he said those that wait upon the Lord. Come on now. Yes, he did. Are you waiting on the Lord? Are you standing in his presence and praising his name? The Bible said heels melt like wax in the presence of the Lord. Your arthritis can melt while you praising God. Cancer can leave your body while you praising God. Heels melt like wax in the presence of the Lord. And in his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. In the presence of God is healing. If you can receive it, be in health. I want you to be there. Now Moses was 120 years old. But he had one characteristic that was different from everybody else. He was 120 years old. And the Bible said his strength was not weakened. It hadn't abated. It hadn't left him. You didn't want to mess with Moses even at 120. He could put it on you. <laughs> even at 120. Yes, he could. He said his eyes were not dim. He didn't lose his eyesight and he didn't lose his health. But what did Moses do that was different? So you got to find out what people do. If they're taking Geritol and feeling good, go drink you some. If they're drinking green juice and, and praise God and that keeping them vibrant, young, you need to get you some juice too. You find out what somebody else's success is and then you duplicate it and you'll get the same results. Ain't that right? 
Come on now, if you're in the same boat with him, you're, getting the same, you're going in the same direction. What Moses would do when he got up in the morning, he'd stand in the presence of God. He'd just stand there and just talk to God. Have you talked to God today? Billy Graham said, the big, one of the biggest mistakes I ever made in this life, I spend too much time talking to men and not enough time talking to God. In his presence. Moses would get up and stand in his presence, and it was keeping his body while he was standing there. He was receiving instruction for life, but he was also getting something else. He was getting healing while he was standing there. The presence of God was changing his body. The Bible said when he was 120 years old, he climbed the mountain. Went up, going up. Amen. In a wheelchair, it's going up. Mama sitting right there, she's going to be 92. She walked in here. I'm glad, she, I'm glad God let me preach to her. I've been preaching her for probably about, I don't know, 30-some years now. And at her church, the one she went to, they were building the building. And that's before I got here, moved here to the city. They were building the building. See, how you talk all the time tells me if you believe in healing. How you talk all the time. I don't act like Corona going to run through my house. Amen, because Psalms 91 says, no plague shall come nigh my dwelling. People ask, you going to tell us, what should we take the shot? Now, leave me alone. You get with God and find out what you ought to do. They want, to know, they want me to tell them, take the shot. They want to tell me when, if to take the shot or not. They want me to tell them who to vote for. That ain't my job. Those are personal choices. Those are personal choices. And if you stayed in the presence of God, you know what to do. Because you're trying to do the right thing. You're trying to do God's will. If you get in his presence, he'll tell you what to do. That's not my job. My job is to give you the word. Not tell you what color refrigerator to buy. <laughs> what kind of car to drive in. That ain't my job. Right. Right. Don't put all that on me. Because right. then, then when I really get personal with you, who's that you with right now? Yeah. See, he all up in my business. <laughs> ah, anyway. No, he was able to climb that mountain at 120 because God was keeping him. You got to live a life of the scriptures. Let's look over here in um, Exodus and over here in Exodus 15. I think it's 15. I'll find it. Exodus 15. God declares he's the Lord that healeth us. Amen. Amen. Yes, he did. Amen. Amen. He promised, okay, let's look over here. Exodus, I think it's 16, or 15, one of them, I'll find it. Amen, it's 15, 26. Come on now. Now this is God talking to the children of Israel in what we call the old covenant. How many people about the Bible said we got a better covenant? Amen. So whatever they had, we got better. Amen. Come on now. 
Look what he says right here to them. If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. You got to pay attention to God. I don't know why somebody would want to be a child of God and not listen. I'm going to say that again. I don't want to know why somebody would want to be a child of God but won't listen to God. <laughs> What's it like to have a child that don't listen to you? Amen. You've been somebody's child or you've got a child. Amen. When you listen to your parents, it makes the home go better. That's why the Bible said, children, obey your parents. Don't go do something different than your parents telling you to do. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for it is right. Amen. And then you're going to live a long life. There's your healing right there. There it is. That's in the Bible. That's, that's God's covenant with a child. He said, you obey your parents and listen to your parents. Yes, sir. It's easy to say that. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. It's easy to say that. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And no, ma'am. And no, sir. Amen. It's easy to do that. The rent is paid or the mortgage is being paid. It's food on the table, clothes in the closet and in the dresser. It's easy to obey that. All expenses paid. Say amen to that. Amen. amen. Praise God. I'm, thinking, I'm talking about all things being equal. All expenses paid. In our home, all expenses was paid. Mama paid everything. All expenses paid. Shoes paid for. Pants paid for. I was living a debt-free life. I was living in the blessing. <laughs> I was blessed coming in, blessed going out. Three squares a day. Color television. How you going to disobey up in some place like that? Everything paid for. Utilities paid for. Education paid for. Cars paid for. Insurance paid for. How you going to disobey in something like that? But people find a way, don't they? And such was some of you. Amen. No, he says if you obey your parents, you're going to live long on the earth. Long, which means you're not dying in your 20s and your 30s. That's God's word. Well, I know somebody that, well, I ain't talking about them. I'm talking about the ones that did, what he said. I'm not talking about people. See, until you understand somebody's personal situation, all the details, you can't judge the situation. All you know is what, what you see. It's bigger than what you see. And you are bigger than what we see. Caleb just got through talking about the glory on the inside of you. You bigger than you bigger than who you think you are sitting right in here. No, he's got that even with the children. You got to listen to God. I would come back and tell mom about healing, and he got in them because her church was building a brand new building, and they said we're gonna put a wheelchair aisle in here. She was in that committee on that group. We said, we need a wheelchair because when we get old, we're going to have to roll ourselves in the church. She said, you go ahead and put one in for you. <laughs> See, I ain't got to live like everybody else. You go ahead and put a wheelchair roll in for you. But I plan on walking in here. And she's still walking in here. And a lot of them ain't even on the planet anymore. 
The choices you make now determine your longevity. Yes, you do. The choices you make determine your longevity. He says this, if you will hearken diligent to the voice of the Lord your God. I mean, you got to pick your Bible up from time to time. You need to be at church. Some people miss too much. That's why they got health problems. You miss too much, you miss too many things. You can miss meetings, and it can affect how you live on this planet. You know what they call doubting Thomas, doubting Thomas? All he missed was one. He didn't miss it. That's the only one he missed. He was at all the rest of them. He just missed one meeting where Jesus came through the wall. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if he was down at the arcade. I don't know. He was on the golf course. I don't know where he was. But Jesus came through the door, and all the rest of them went in unbelief too. And he upbraided them for their unbelief. But once they saw Jesus, they, because they was at that meeting, they was on a different level. Thomas was still here, but they were there. So when Thomas came back into Rome talking crazy, Talking, I don't, I don't believe he got up. Y'all get away from him around me. I'm going to believe what I believe. He's dead, and that's the end of it. I don't know what y'all been doing up in here while I've been gone, but he's dead. And until I see the nail prints in his hand, and until I see the sword thrusting, the, the wound of his side, I'm not going to believe. Now, how did he believe in the nail prints in his hand? And how did he believe in the spear wound in his side? Because he wasn't at the crucifixion. He, had, he was able to believe more in his death because somebody preached the death to him too because all of them left Jesus and John was the only one that was there. John saw the nail prints and John saw the wounds in his side. So John had to tell him. So John told you he was dead, but now John seen him resurrected and told him he was alive. Yeah. Sometimes people have more confidence in death than they do in living. Yeah. You got to get your mind renewed that Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You got to get more confidence in living today than you got confidence in dying today. You got to have more confidence in your success today than you got in failure today. You got to let the word get in you. The word will put faith in you. He in that swine, he ain't going to believe nothing. And then Jesus walked in the wall. He come back through the wall again. He wasn't even there, but he said, Thomas, I heard what you said. <laughs> People don't think God hears what they're saying. He said, you got to give an account of every word that come out of your mouth. Yes, you do. That's what, that's, that's what he says. you got to give an account of everything you said while you was here. But that will make you hit your knees real quick and plead the blood. <laughs> yeah, ain't no wrong with that. I'd repent quick. I don't talk about my body going out. It's the temple of the living God. I speak to it. I command it to be made whole. Act right. Stay with me long enough, you know you can talk to it. 
just like she did. The only reason why she wouldn't like them on the wheelchair aisle, you got to be around people of faith. If you're going to believe in healing, you're going to have to be around people that believe in it. You want to work on cars, you're going to have to get around mechanics. This is what he said right here. He says, uh, you're hearken diligent to the voice and do which is right in his sight. That means God's seeing it all. And will give ear to my commandments and keep all of his statutes. The Bible said, don't you ever say serving God is hard. Don't you ever say it. That's what he said in 1 John. Do not say obeying God is grievous. The commandments are to give you life and health and strength and cause things to go well for you and to bless your life. Amen. Because God tell you to keep your clothes on. Don't say it's hard. That is not hard. Keeping your clothes on, if you're not married, it's not hard. You want to take them off? Get married. Marry the right person. Or you're going to be putting them back on, getting out of the house. Put my stuff. Coming up out of here. <laughs> Say amen to that. I'm telling you the truth. A lot of people got their clothes back on now. All right, moving right along. You just got to do it right. All right. I will put none of these diseases upon you. And <laughs> when we talk about tenses in the Hebrew language, this should be interpreted, I will not allow any diseases. You can't find God putting a disease on anybody in the new covenant. Amen. Which I brought upon the Egyptians. He allowed it to come upon the Egyptians because of the way they were treating Israel. Don't you know the Bible says you can't, you can't mistreat people. That in covenant, especially people in covenant with God. That's why I tell y'all love each other. You can't go home and just cut somebody up. That's what you should have done out there. This is in the family of God now. I never let my children fight each other in the house. Never. That's why they have relationships now as adults. I never let, I would get on you like white on rice, black and asphalt, <laughs> orange on an orange. I'd be all over you. It'd be your worst day. Because I was thinking about your future. I don't want to see it in this church either. Because I'm thinking about your future. I'm going to be on you like black on asphalt, white on rice, orange in an orange. Amen. Coming to get you. Why? I'm trying to help you. Because I'm trying to, to keep your future intact. He said, the greatest, he said, they will know us, the world, by the love we have one for another. They will know us. They. Uh -huh. They. Are not supposed to see us cutting up in here. Because the love is what attracts them. And when you go home and you talk about the local church, because you got a heart in you you shouldn't have. And you do it around your family. 
You just canceled out salvation to your house. Not to mine, yours. Sit and listen, because all you got is the audience around you to talk to. You run the church down like you live in 100 yourself. And when you really need to get the telephone pole out of your own eye, you can affect your own hearing. Your love walk will keep you healthy. Forgiving people. Unforgiveness will keep you sick. Bitterness will keep you sick. Envy is rottenness of the bone. Hating somebody for what they got. And that's the only reason why you hating. You can affect your own health. While I'm preaching on healing. Putting our hands on you and the healing ain't even touching you. Because you need to repent of something. Healing ought to work all the time. Amen. Just like that. Yeah. Isaiah 59 says, God's hand is not too short where it can't minister yeah. to you. His ear where it can't hear you. He said, but your own sins have made a gap between you and your God. Yeah. It'll keep it from working. That's why I teach the way I do, because I want it to work. Yeah. My uncle told me he was a Baptist minister, and I went to preach in his church in Indianapolis. I was still with Dr. Jacobs at that time, and I got up and I preached on healing in his church. He came to me after the service. He said, Keith, when I was a young man like you, the pastors in the neighborhood came to me and told me not to teach on healing because it's going to get you in trouble. Because if they don't get healed, you're going to be responsible. So he quit teaching on healing. That's like saying, don't teach on salvation. Because if they don't get saved and go to heaven, that's your fault. No, it's not my fault. Jesus preached the gospel. Some of them received it and some of them rejected it. Well, I knew better because I had a better pastor. Dr. Jacob said, if I got up and laid hands on every one of y'all and y'all died tomorrow, I can still teach on healing. Why? Because God ain't going to change it in his Bible. He ain't going to change the Bible because of what happened to you. Normally it's the way people live it, or it's a lack of ignorance. I mean, it's ignorance. No lack of ignorance. It's too much ignorance. It's an abundance of ignorance. Going to a church that don't believe in healing because the pastor's unproperly trained, don't know the word of God. Can't even nine to nine gifts of the spirit and how they operate. I'm going to tell you, I can see how he is. Now look what he says right here. He says, for I am, this is who I am. Who are you? Now he's telling you who he is. I am Jehovah Rapha. We just got through singing that. We just got through singing he's our healer, didn't he? He's a lawyer in the courtroom, a doctor when you need him. Okay, we need him. Well, you never know what the Lord, I thought he was a doctor. We never know what the Lord want to do. That means he done changed his identity. He God has gone ghost. 
never know because he's ghost. No, he told you exactly who he is right there. I am, that's his word, the Lord. I am Jehovah. And I am what it, he just got to say it. He just got to preach I am whatever you need me to be. See, it's one thing to sing it. It's another thing to live it. It's another thing to hoop it. It's another thing to walk it. I'm hooping and walking. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Healing's in here today. Yes, it is. I just felt the healing anointing in here because I am that I am. It's all up in here. I am up in here to help you. I'm going to help your knees today. I'm going to help your back today. I'm going to help all your joints today. I'm going to help your organs today. Yes, I am. I'm going to help you today. I am your physician. <laughs> he said, I'm your physician. <laughs> when they ask you, who's your physician? You ever gone to the Who's your family physician? I'm, I put Jehovah in there. Rafa, where's he at? Wherever you need him to be. <laughs> he still make house, he still make house calls. I am the Lord that healeth your cousin. He just made it personal. He didn't say, I'm the Lord that healeth your nation, but he, he even said that. He said, if my people that are called by my name, my folk, they will humble themselves and pray, amen, and, and, and seek my ways, I'd come heal everything about them. God can run corona up. Out of your neighborhood. That, that's when we, that means we all got to do it. That we all got to get in agreement. That we all going this way. It's possible for a group of people just to go in one direction without any dissenters. That's how I've seen it. Yes, I do. You ain't never seen it. Go to a Titans game. Everybody in there wanting the Titans to win. But I'll never forget when I went to University of Tennessee game for the first time. I took him. He was looking for, he was, he was going to play football in college, so he got an invitation. I walked in that stadium, and everybody there was dressed in orange. I didn't even know they had that many orange garments. 100,000 orange garments. That's got to be planned. That's unity. That's everybody going in the same direction. Don't come in here bucking. We come in here. To, we, we want God to move in here. We want the power of God to work in our midst. Amen. Praise God. Just stay with the word. Say, he's the Lord that healeth me. That word he says, when he said healeth, it means physician. In the Hebrew, it would read, I am your doctor. I'm your stitcher. I'm your curer. I'm your mender. I'm your repair. When you look that word up in the Hebrew, it says, I am your repair. 
I am the God that makes you whole from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Somebody's going to get a zip job today. God is going to go down from your head to your toe, amen, and make you whole today. And the only people that say yeah is the one that's going to get it. Because you don't get nothing you don't believe in in here. You don't get nothing you're going to agree into. I tried to help you, but you only one person said amen. So the rest of you get your big toe fixed today. That's it. That's all you're going to get, your toe. <laughs> I told you you've got to get in agreement with the word. I told you, he said you've got to listen, hawking diligently. Hawking diligently. you got to listen. Let's make a deal. If they holler, come on down, what would you do? And that's for a refrigerator. We talking about, we talk about your body feeling good all the days of your life. Amen. We talking about your body feeling good. Ain't no trouble like body trouble. Because that's your home trouble. You the one feeling that. Amen. That's why he said, since you feeling it, I heal it thee. I'm talking to you. I'm going to remove your pain today in the name of Jesus. Say amen that I'm trying to help you up in here. I said God is healing in here today. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Now, <laughs> 2018, Dr. Jacobs laid hands on because he got a tangible healing anointing in his hands. And he called Pastor Cynthia and I said, I'm giving it to both of y'all today. Yeah. I long to see you there, may impart to you some spiritual gifts. Don't make me preach the whole Bible to you. How can he do that? Did you read Romans 1-9? I want to impart to you to the end you may be established. Amen. Did you read about the mantle that went from Elijah to Elisha? Yeah. They don't need to take it on anointings of heaven. Ain't nobody up here challenged. They all got to stay down here. There's a mantle in here today. Amen. <laughs> the reason why you have to say that, you got to study the Bible close. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why did he have to say it? Because he had to activate his faith and give the people a chance to believe something. You only get what you believe. The just shall live by faith. It's the lifestyle of the believer. I believe God. The just shall live by believing God. Believe God over everything. Believe God over what your body is going through. The Bible said Abraham could not, he, could, he didn't consider his own body, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. To get your healing, you got to believe God over what your body telling you. Amen. To get your healing, you got to believe God over, over a doctor's report. Amen. What was Sarah's doctor's report? She got one. She was barren. That's a diagnosis. Barren is a diagnosis. And they hand it to you and say it's yours. 
But God turns around and says, you're trying to move, ain't you? God turns around and says, I am the Lord that healeth you with the doctor's report. I'm talking to you with the doctor's report. That's who I'm talking to. Because if you didn't have a doctor's report, you wouldn't need healing. Amen. That's why the Bible says count it all joy when you get bad doctor's reports. Because he's the Lord that changes. He's the Lord that changes the report because he got another report. Whose report? That is the report of the Lord. All right, we're getting ready in here today. Come on now. Amen. I am the Lord that healeth thee. That's who he is. Now, let's go over here and look at this. Let's go over here to Acts 10, 38. <laughs> Acts 10, 38. Praise God. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with what? Who went about doing good. The anointing is and the power of the Holy Ghost is what helped you do good. That's why you got to get up every day and say, I receive power. I got to receive power every day. Who went about doing good, healing some. So, all is all. All ain't some. Healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So, who does the oppression? Who? He's an oppressor. And sickness is an oppression to the physical body. Turn over here to Acts, I mean Luke. I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to come back to this verse, but this one's good too. Act Luke chapter 13. Was it 18? I'll find it. Yeah. No. No, no, no. Probably 13. Yeah, there it is. Luke 13, 16. Put that up, put that up. Throw it up, throw it up. Uh, look at Luke 13, 11. Go back to 11, we'll come back to that. Luke 13, 11. And this is Jesus, and he says here, and he says, Behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. Luke 13, 11. There was a woman that had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. So the spirit, we just showed you the devil is the oppressor. You got to understand what sickness come from. COVID and all of it. The devil is the oppressor and the cause of sickness. And sickness, the Bible said, when sin entered the world, sickness came with it. Adam led it into the planet. Jesus came to destroy 
the works of the devil. That's what it says. He was, he was manifested to destroy the works that Satan created. Sickness, disease, poverty, lack, the whole thing. So they had a spirit of infirmity. See, some people can have stuff in their bodies assigned to them. Had a spirit of infirmity how many years? There was 480 synagogues in Jerusalem alone. And when Jesus came, nobody was getting healed. 400, it's like having 480 churches in one city and nobody getting healed until Jesus showed up and how God anointed him. And God anointed him for that very purpose. She had an infirmity, 18 years, was bowed over and couldn't otherwise raise herself over. You've seen people bowed over like that. That's the spirit of infirmity. Now, when Jesus came, he said here to the woman, and when Jesus saw her, he called her to himself. And said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmities. And he laid his hands on her. That's the transfer of the anointing. That's what we're going to do this morning. And immediately, be healed took place. And she was made straight. And what did she do? Glorified. God gets glory out of people getting healed. Not being sick. And then he turned to the religious people that had been having all them synagogues and we would call them churches today. And he, the Lord answered them, and they got mad at him. And the Lord answered and said unto him, Thou hypocrite. Hypocrites are people that say they know God, but there ain't any evidence or power that they do. All right? And he says right here, he says right here, he says, Satan, let me, I'm going to get into that in a minute. Um, he says, thou hypocrite, he says, y'all take care of animals better than you take care of people. I'm just paraphrasing. Verse 16, that's the most important word, verse, really in this, it really, I think in this chapter, verse 16. And he says, ought not this woman, that word ought. When you look that word up, it means she had a right to be healed. Because of who she was. Ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham. Because of who she was, she had a right. She said, this woman had a right because she's a daughter of Abraham. Now, I ain't got time to go to Galatians. It says, you are the seed of Abraham and as to all these promises. That, that verse alone tells me you got a right to feel, oh, now, now, but it wasn't anybody to enforce it with the anointing. That's why I had to tell you that the anointing is here today. Are not this woman, these 18 years, did she have a right? Who Satan, who did it? Who Satan have bound. These 18 years, as long as you let it stay, it'll stay. If you let poverty, sickness, and disease, confusion stay, it'll stay. But the day you say enough is enough, I ain't taking no more of this stuff. Right. And you know your rights. I have a right to be made whole. Yeah. Be loose from this bond. When? On the Sabbath day. What's the Sabbath day? It's a day of deliverance, amen. And the Bible said you can make the Sabbath day every day. It's just the day you choose to honor God. If you want to choose to honor him on Monday, that's the Sabbath day. Tuesday, that's the Sabbath day. I'm living in the Sabbath, praise God. And you are too, praise God. You got a right to be made whole. Now turn back to Acts 10, 38. 
I'm going to look at this real quick. And it says how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power, healing all who was sick. Now notice, you got to know something about this verse, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. Now Jesus didn't do any healing until the anointing got on him. He was the son of God, but he didn't know nobody until the anointing came on him. That's why you have to receive the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is the anointing. That's why he said, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. Amen. Praise God. The anointing is in here today. That's why I get up every day and take the outpouring. I receive power. Every day, I receive power. And then it says right here, so there's the Holy Ghost, how God anointed Jesus there with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all. That will oppress to the devil, God was with him. So at healing, the Holy Ghost is there. God is there. Amen. And Jesus is there. That's just the way it is. He's there, there. The Trinity or the Godhead is there at every healing. Plus the angels that are signed. Amen. Look over here at Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 16. This is my last verse of scripture. Now I could have gone on all day and teach on healing. We got a whole, we got a whole uh, um, Bible Institute course on divine healing 12 hours long. And when I teach on it, I still ain't got time to get through the whole thing. Teaching people it's God's will to heal them. Now listen to what Jesus told them to do here. Mark 16 is my last verse of scripture. He did, Jesus tells his disciples after he got on them. He said, go in all the world and preach the gospel. Publish the good news. I used to go to, uh, there was a place called Moby Dick's in Louisville, when I, Louisville, Kentucky, when I worked there years ago. Moby Dick's, they'd have a sign that, and they, sold, they served seafood, and around lunchtime they would turn the sign on because if you wanted your fish hot, they would, they would, and they were frying, they would say, now frying. You knew if you walked in there then, you were getting a hot fish sandwich. You go in there with that sign off, you on your own. <laughs> so they were publishing what they were doing. The gospel, come on now. <laughs> the gospel is good news about what God is doing right now. Not what he's done. Not what he's going to do. The gospel is now healing. Amen. It's now, praise God. That's what, that's what the gospel is, good news. Preaching it means publishing it of what's happening now. So Jesus said, go publish what's happening right now. Come on now. He that believeth and is baptized, not might get saved, shall be saved. So he would put up on the sign now, now saving. Come on now. He got a sign up. He said, put the sign up saying, now saving. But he ain't done yet. He got some other stuff he's doing too. Come on now. He says right here, he says, also publish, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. You don't want to be, you don't want to see that sign. Amen. So do the other sign. These signs, come on now. 
I just told you, these signs of what we're doing now, I want them published. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. Now, casting out devils. Come on now. They shall speak with new tongues. Now, baptizing in the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues. Say amen to that. Then he says right here, they shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And I really didn't know. That don't mean go home and drink Clorox. Now stupid. <laughs> that don't mean do that. That don't mean do that. Let me help you with this. <laughs> Dr. Jacobson, Dr. Jacob's son-in-law had stage four cancer. The doctors gave him less than 7% chance of living. They told him, he was in his 30s, we're going to give you enough chemo and radiation that will kill a 52-year-old man. His body would even take the treatment. What chemo and radiation does is kills, it's trying to kill the cancer. But it'll kill you while it's killing the cancer. Your body's supposed to be stronger than the cancer, but it's killing both of them. And the job is to kill the cancer before it kills you, and then they stop giving you the treatment. It attacks everything. So Dr. Jacobs knew the scripture. You've got to know how to use scripture. He wasn't drinking it, but he decided to take the treatments. So he says, we're going to take the treatments, but we're going to believe Mark 16, that the chemo and the radiation will go to the target, but it will not attack your other. No deadly thing. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. She'll harm you. <laughs> That's right. That's Ain't God all right? Yeah. He way ahead of your yeah. treatments. He way down the road, praise God. Ain't the word good? Yeah. But see, they didn't believe that <laughs> they didn't believe that. But but praise God, whose report you gonna believe? So they doctors told him, they said, what we're gonna do is gonna destroy your ability to produce children. You'll never cry again because we're going to destroy your tear ducts. Amen. See, God is not a destroyer. He's a repair. He's a mender. He's a stitcher. He's making whole all the time. So they said, if you want to put some seed in a jar, we can induce your wife later on. There's the jar. And when you're sitting in a room getting a report like this, you ain't sitting there like you sitting there now. Somebody talking to you, real talk to you right now. See, you better know the Lord through all of this. And you better have somebody to know the Lord sitting next to you. Yes, you better, praise God. Because this is a fight now. You in a fight now. It's called a good fight of faith because if you're doing it by faith, you're going to win, ain't you? She know back there, praise God. Say Hallelujah. So, so he stood on the word of God. He said, I ain't putting nothing in the jaw. And I, my, my, my organs, reproductive organs, will be left intact because of that scripture. My tear ducts will be left intact because of that scripture. 
He went back to the doctor and said, I can't take no more radiation because it's just too painful on my body. I'm done with all y'all treatment. They cussed him out. In the white coats. Cussing. You blank fool, you gonna die. Dr. Jackson, don't you ever talk to us like that again. We came to you for your help. And don't you ever tell us what our God will or will not do for us. And we getting out of here. And one of the doctors, nice talking, said, hold up, Jacob. Hold up. Will you let us do another CAT scan of your body? So they got both of the reports. Come on now. Whose report are you going to believe? They was looking at the one before Jesus and the one after Jesus. How many people know they don't look the same way? Because your tear ducts are still intact. Your reproduction is still intact. And the cancer was eating out the bone in his skull and God put the bone back in his head. Ain't he all right? Won't he do it? And the power of God is real. And God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still restoring. He's still healing for the ones that believe him. Yes, he is. We just got through singing, he's my healer. It's one thing to say it. Sang it, it's another thing to take it. I'm looking for takers this morning. He said, you know deadly thing, deadly thing. If you drink any deadly thing, if it gets in your system, it shall not hurt them. Means he's talking to a select group. And they shall lay hands on the sick. And they might you never know what the Lord is going to do. He's sovereign. <laughs> you big dummy, you need to go back to school and sit down. You don't deserve to be preaching to God's children. I take my job serious. I wouldn't do it if I couldn't help people. Sit down. Telling people, if it be thy will, you don't know what God's going to do. If you don't know, shut up. That means you're ignorant. If you don't know what he's going to do, shut up. And let somebody know him and knows what he's going to do. The reason why you don't know what he's going to do, because you don't know him. It's a game to you. It's a Sunday morning game. I'm not running from Corona 21, 19, 23, 24, or nothing. No plague shall come nigh my dwelling. And Joshua said, as for me and my house. So you got to know what you can affect. You can't affect everybody's house, but as for me and mine, we shall serve the Lord. Jehovah Rapha, the healer. Jehovah Jireh, their provider. Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. And the God that is there. And the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we're going to live for him. Whatever he tells us to do, we're going to do it. We're going to obey him. If we miss it, we're going to repent. We're going to hearken diligently. Devil ain't playing with nobody. So people need to stop playing. That's right, that's right. It's good, it's good. 
And they shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. There ain't nothing in your hand that's going to help people. Unless God is in your hand. Read the next verse. Go on to 19. So after the Lord had spoken to them, they were, he was received up in heaven and set on the right hand of God. Verse 20. And they went forth and preached, now fried. They went forth and said, now healing. Now delivering. What did they do with that? You know what you're supposed to do everywhere? <laughs> the Lord got that. The Lord will take care of that. The Lord working. If he ain't going down there, you're going. That's the key to the whole thing. That's the key to the whole thing. He went with them. <laughs> Moses was going to the church, go to the promised land, and, and God told him, I'm going to send an angel with you. Moses said, uh-oh, that ain't going to work. That ain't going to work. Thank God for all the angels. He said, God, but if you are not going, neither am I. <laughs> I'm not going into the promised land with these cuckabuds <laughs> and some angels. I'm not doing that. I'm not going over there with them. If some people, you better not go over there with them. You don't have enough to accomplish it with them. You better look who's with you. Keep a good group. I'm looking for some Marines up in here. A few good men and a few good women. They're going to do what the Lord said to do. They're going to go where he, walk, where he tells them to go. Because if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. And the Lord went with them, confirming the word, proving his word with signs following. Now healing. Now delivering. If you want yours now, you come on and sit on your feet.